chickadees we're going to continue learning about what Nephi saw in his great vision in our last story Nephi saw a vision of many Gentiles crossing the Atlantic Ocean to escape the leaders in Europe who would not let them worship the way they wanted to as some of you might already know we call these Gentiles the pilgrims they settled the 13 colonies and were still ruled in some ways by their mother country England Eventually, the people living in America, in the 13 colonies, decided that they wanted to be completely free from English rule and, from, and form their own government. So they fought the great battle called the Revolutionary War. Nephi saw all of this in his vision, too, which means that he saw George Washington and the other great leaders of our nation fight against the British soldiers and beat them. Nephi watched America's founding fathers create a new government and a new nation, and he saw that any other country who tried to fight against America could not win. America was protected by God's power. Nephi also noticed that a lot of the people in America carried around a very special book. The angel asked Nephi, do you know what this book is? And Nephi said, nope, I don't know anything about it. And the angel said, It is a record written by the Jews, and it teaches its readers about the covenants and promises the Lord has made with the house of Israel, or his saints. It also contains many holy prophecies, and it's kind of like the brass plates that you and your brothers got from Laban. Hmm, does that book sound familiar to you at all? Let me tell you a little secret. The book that Nephi and the angel are talking about is the Bible. Nephi noticed that the Gentiles all loved the Bible. It's the same Bible that we read today. The angel said to Nephi, This book, the Bible, is very important to the Gentiles. But there's something that you must know about this book. When it was written by the Lord's twelve apostles, it was full of wonderful and beautiful full truths about the Lord and about eternal life with Heavenly Father. But do you remember that great and abominable and wicked church that Satan leads? Well, some of his leaders, some of the leaders from that wicked church have messed up a lot of the messages in the Bible so that it does not contain as many truths as it used to. They took out some important parts and made other important parts confusing to understand. It's like they scrambled it all up. They did this because they wanted to ruin the Lord's plan. They want to harden the hearts and blind the eyes of Heavenly Father's children, all because that's what Satan wants. Can you believe that? Well, the wicked church took out many plain and precious truths from the Bible, and then the Bible was spread far and wide across many nations. And the Gentiles who love this book sometimes 
stumble on the straight and narrow path and make wrong decisions because of the wrong teachings in the book, and Satan then has power over them. But don't worry, Nephi. The Lord has promised your dad that his posterity will be given this promised land for their inheritance. So you don't need to fear that the Gentiles will completely destroy your family's posterity still living in the Americas. And God also won't let the Gentiles live forever with a Bible that does not have full truths in it. They won't be blind forever. The Lord has promised that he would be merciful to them. Then the angel said, Nephi, after all you have seen in this vision has happened in real life, then the Lord is going to bring his full gospel back to the earth. He had to take it away from the earth for a little while because all of the people on the earth were so wicked and just wanted to join the great and abominable church led by Satan. But the Lord is going to show himself to your posterity, just like you've seen earlier in this vision. And your posterity is going to write a special record that will be very plain and precious. It won't be all scrambled up like the Bible. After your descendants have been killed by your brother's descendants, then this record is going to be buried like treasure deep in the earth. And the Lord will bring it out of the earth to the Gentiles at a special time when they are ready for it. It is going to take a very special group of people to help the Lord restore his church and gospel to the earth. But those who do try to help him will be given the gift and power of the Holy Ghost. If they are full of faith in the Lord, they will live in heaven again someday and be saved so that they can return to Heavenly Father. And then Nephi had a vision of these important records being published. You probably already know what the book was. It's the Book of Mormon, the very book that we are studying for Come Follow Me right now. Nephi watched the Book of Mormon being published, along with other important scriptures like the Pearl of Great Price and the Doctrine and Covenants, and he noticed that the teachings from these different scriptures held the plain and precious truth that the great and abominable church had taken out of the Bible. The most important truths that had been taken out were about Jesus, of course, and they taught that Jesus is God's Son and that we can only be saved if we have faith in Him. There were also many important truths taken out that taught about the time when Jesus will come to the earth for the second time. But the truths were given back to the people on the earth through the new scriptures. Well, Nephi saw that the Gentiles had faith in Christ. So Christ visited them and gave them part of his power so that they wouldn't be confused about his doctrine anymore and make mistakes and stumble like the other Gentiles did before they had the new scriptures and full truth. God promised that if the Gentiles should continue to have faith in Christ, they would be gathered as part of the house of Israel, meaning that they could be blessed to make the same covenants that God had already made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. How cool is that? Nephi also saw that they wouldn't be captured by any other nation so long as they had faith in Christ. Now, do you remember that the great and abominable church was full of people who followed Satan and wanted to destroy God's saints? Nephi saw that it was kind of like they dug a huge pit in the ground to try and capture God's saints, but in the end, it was the ones who dug the hole who really fell into it and were destroyed. That's what happens when you reject God and disobey Him. In the end, you are miserable and destroyed if you do not repent. Now, the angel said, 
Nephi, you have seen that if the Gentiles repent, it will be good for them, and they will be able to enter into covenants with God. And you know that misery will come to the Gentiles instead if they choose to make their hearts hard to his teachings. The Lord said that he would work a great and marvelous work for his children, a work that would last forever. And in the end, those who are righteous will live forever in peace and joy, and those who are wicked will live forever in misery. Now, although there are many different churches on the earth, to God, it is like there are only two churches. There's the church of the Lamb of God, and then the great and abominable church that belongs to the devil. And if anyone on earth does not belong to the church of the Lamb of God, they belong to the other terrible church. And Nephi had a vision of this other terrible church, and many people all over the world belonged to the church. It was very powerful and very popular. And Nephi noticed that the church of the Lamb of God was actually quite small compared to the other church. There really weren't that many members, but they were scattered all over the earth. And the wicked church gathered together to fight against the very few members of the Lord's church. What do you think about that? Do you think that the members of the Lord's church could easily be destroyed by the great and terrible church of the world? Let's hear what Nephi saw. He said, I saw the Lord's power, and it was given to the members of his church all over the earth who had made special covenants with him. His power was like armor for them, and they were armed with righteousness and God's power and glory. What a marvelous sight to behold! And as Nephi looked, he saw that God's anger and wrath was poured out onto the great and abominable church, and there were many wars and rumors of wars throughout all the earth. And the angel said, Nephi, when that time comes in the future that God's anger is poured out onto the wicked nations of the earth, then it is a sign that Heavenly Father is beginning his great work among his children on the earth. It means that he is getting ready to fulfill the covenants that he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob about gathering all of their posterity who had been scattered all over the earth. He's going to gather them back into his church. Now, look at this, Nephi. And Nephi looked and saw one of Jesus' twelve apostles from when Jesus had lived in Jerusalem. He saw that this apostle's name was going to be John. Hey, do you remember hearing stories about one of Jesus' twelve apostles named John when we studied the New Testament? It's the very same John that Nephi saw. And the angel told Nephi that his vision was going to continue, but that he shouldn't write down what he sees, because recording what comes next was going to be John's job. The book that John wrote down about what came next in Nephi's vision is called the Book of Revelation. So if you're curious to know what else Nephi saw, you can learn about the Book of Revelation in the Bible. Well, Nephi told us that he only wrote down a very small amount of all he had really seen and heard, and we are very grateful for all that he recorded. After his vision on the high, high mountaintop, Nephi went back to Lehi's tent, and on his way there, he saw his brothers Laman and Lemuel arguing about the things that Lehi had taught them about his dream. They were confused and frustrated that they didn't understand what Lehi's dream meant, But they didn't do what Nephi did. They didn't pray for understanding, so of course they were confused. Their hearts were so hard that praying to the Lord for help 
hadn't even crossed their minds. When Nephi saw them arguing, he became very, very sad. Remember, he had just had his vision, and he knew that Laman and Lemuel's posterity was going to become so wicked that they would kill all of Nephi's own posterity. Would that make you sad too? Nephi was so sad that he had to take a little time out or break and let himself come down. And then after he felt better after a little while, he went and asked his brothers what they were arguing about. They said, we can't understand anything that dad taught us about the olive tree or about the Gentiles. It's all so confusing. And Nephi asked, well, have you prayed and asked the Lord to help you understand dad's words? And they said, no way the lord won't teach us and nephi said ah brothers how is it possible that you don't keep the lord's commandments don't you understand that you're going to perish because of your hard hearts the lord himself said that if you keep your hearts soft and ask him questions in faith and believe that he will answer your prayers if you keep his commandments then he will answer you he will help you I just asked him myself, and now I understand that Dad compared the house of Israel to an olive tree that has some branches broken off. And we are from the house of Israel, and the Lord has separated us from them by asking us to leave into the wilderness, so it's kind of like we're a branch broken off from the main olive tree. And when Dad taught us that the original branches of the olive tree were going to be put back onto the original tree... He meant that in the future, after all of our kids have stopped believing in the Lord, and after the Messiah has come to the earth for the first time, that the Lord would restore his gospel to the earth and will start to gather all the members of the house of Israel back into his church through covenants. They will realize that it's only through the Messiah that they can be saved. And it's kind of like branches being brought back together within their original tree so that it can be whole again. And when that happens, the house of Israel will be so full of joy that they will praise God forever. They will feel his power in their lives and be so glad to be part of his church. But this will only happen after the house of Israel is scattered by the Gentiles, like an olive tree's branches being divided between other trees in the vineyard. After this, Nephi spoke to his brothers about many other things, like Isaiah's scriptures and the gathering of Israel. And after he was done teaching them, Laman and Lemuel became humbled a little bit, and they said, Well, what does the tree in our dad's dream mean? And Nephi said, It represents the tree of life, or the love of God. And Laman and Lemuel said, Well, what does the iron rod mean? And Nephi said, It's the word of God. So whoever fills their lives with God's words, like scriptures, and the words of prophets and apostles, and their own personal revelation from the Holy Ghost, then they will be safely led to the tree of life, and the mists and temptations of darkness will not be able to lead them away from the path of God. And then Nephi pled with his brothers to learn to love God's words and to keep his commandments. And they thought about this for a moment, and then they asked, In Dad's dream, what did the river mean? And Nephi said, oh, you guys, it was a filthy river. Dad didn't notice it was filthy because he was worried about other things. But the water was very disgusting. It separated the tree of life from the great and spacious building. So it represented the huge space between wicked people and God's righteous saints. 
Falling into it was like falling into hell. Dad also saw bright lights, bright like a flaming fire, that represented God's justice or his power to bless his saints and punish the wicked. And Nephi's brothers asked, Hmm, is this punishment a type of torment that happens here on earth? Or does it mean only a punishment that happens after a wicked person dies? And Nephi said, Oh, it means suffering for the wicked, both while they're alive on earth and after they die. And Nephi explained that people who choose to be wicked on earth can't just, poof, magically be saved in God's kingdom after they die. If they're wicked in this life and die, then they will have the same hard and filthy heart with them in the next life. And people with hard and filthy hearts cannot live with Heavenly Father in his kingdom of light and righteousness. If God let heaven be full of wicked and filthy people, then it wouldn't feel much like heaven, would it? It definitely would not. So God prepared a place for the wicked and filthy people to stay after they die. And this is the place that we call hell. And Satan himself lives there. So Nephi said to his brothers, The wicked cannot be at the tree of life with God's righteous saints, which is very unfortunate for them because the fruit is more delicious and desirable than anything anyone has ever tasted. God's love and the gift of his son is the greatest gift in all the whole entire world. And that was the end of Nephi's words to his brothers for the time being. And that's the end of the story of Nephi's great vision. He had the great vision because, remember, he had faith that if he prayed and asked Heavenly Father for understanding, that Heavenly Father would give it to him through the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's exactly what happened. So if you ever have any questions about anything, really, anything in life, any questions about the scriptures or about anything that the prophets and apostles teach us, then just know that you can learn for yourself just like Nephi if you exercise faith in Jesus and ask Heavenly Father about it and keep his commandments. And I promise that he will hear you. In fact, that has happened to me many times before. Sometimes there have been times that I don't understand things about the gospel completely, but when I do exercise faith and study the scriptures and seek and pray and ask Heavenly Father for answers, He always, always, always answers me. Sometimes it's a surprising answer, and sometimes it's an answer that I might not even want, but He always answers me every single time. And I know that He will too if you put the work in to pray and try to find out truth for yourself. Now, I would like to sing a little part of one of my favorite songs for you. Every time I sing this song, I tear up because the Holy Ghost testifies to my heart and to my mind how true the words are. And you probably have sung this song in primary before, but if not, you can ask your mom or dad to look up the song and you can learn it too. It is such a beautiful song. It's called The Tree of Life and it's written by a wonderful woman named Shauna Edwards. And um, it's a song about the vision that Lehi had and the one that Nephi had too, because they both saw the tree of life. And um, every time I sing it, I think about Lehi and Nephi just knowing what the future is going to be like for Laman and Lemuel and their posterity. And they know that if they don't choose to have faith in Christ, that they will perish. And so I just imagine them singing this song to them 
to their brothers and their sons and just hoping, hoping, hoping that they will come to the tree of life and partake of the fruit or in other words, that they will find their way to Jesus on their own and they will taste of his love and peace and joy. So I'll just sing the chorus for you today. It's beautiful and I hope you take the time to go listen to the rest of the song yourself. But it goes like this. Come to the tree of life, partake of the fruit. I feel the love of God and you'll feel it too. When you come to the tree of life, there's joy here and peace. The greatest place in all the world to be is at the tree. And like I said, every time I sing that song, the Holy Ghost just whispers to my heart that these words are true. And I hope... Everybody who's listening to this podcast will test these words on their own. Try it, try it for yourselves. Try reading the scriptures and seeking to feel God's love for you. And try learning about Jesus and all that he did for you and then feel how it makes your heart feel. In my experience, it truly is the most delicious thing to my soul that I have ever tasted. It's the most beautiful and it brings the most joy and peace and happiness in my life that I have ever felt before. So this week, I invite you to learn a little bit more about Jesus and to feel how it makes your heart feel. And until my next story, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. Goodbye.